Welcome on in. It's your Cougar Preview Show. Hans Olson, Scott Gerard, Will Snowden will join us coming up here in a moment as we recap another big win for BYU. Now at three in a row as they get a W against Liberty, 31-24. Look forward to chatting with Will on this one, too, because certainly style points weren't as impressive as what we saw against Boise State and Utah State, but at the end of the day, wins are wins. You take it. Yeah, you take this win over Liberty and you run because this is a quarterback that could deliver one of the best receivers in the country, and people could be like, well, that's because of who they played against, and that's because uh, you, you watch the guy, he's got the speed, and he's got the hands, and he's got the moves, and he's able to break coverages, and he can go get his. And he's got a quarterback that can deliver it, so it makes him a good, a good receiver. And he's targeted a lot, but even when BYU is doing everything they can to take him away, he's going and getting his. So does a really good job in just finding his opportunities. So with a team like Liberty, BYU is rocking and rolling. Yeah. You know, they've got a 14-point lead. They've got double-scored leads. And Liberty starts to catch a little bit of breathing room. They start to get a little bit of momentum. And the next thing you know, BYU's in a dogfight for their life against Liberty. It's not what BYU fans wanted. It's definitely not what, as, as an analyst of BYU, it's not what I wanted to see. But it's what happened, and they're in a dogfight. They have to stop Liberty, and Liberty kind of beats themselves up a little bit. But BYU ran a couple of different things defensively, got in the backfield, got a nice TFL in that final drive that forced them back a little bit. And Liberty found themselves in a fourth and, and long that, that they couldn't overcome. So BYU did what they needed to do to get that win and that's how i see the next three games really going and don't i don't think at this point i just don't think byu fans should be looking for style points or clean wins or base offense or base defense you know that's one thing that kalani started to get pretty surly about it's like you know if if we're running something defensively and the next thing you know, all of a sudden we're in some type of strange scheme. Or if we're running something offensively and we're trying some, some gadget plays and, and we're trying to really change things up. Or if we're in a field goal situation and we call fake field goal, don't – look, we're just out here doing what we've got to do to win. Yeah. We're down – we're depleted. We're down to nothing. And we're doing what we have to do to win. So it's kind of hard to look at that Liberty game and say, well, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Well, I don't understand why you did this. It's like, well, they're doing what, they're, what, they're, what they can do to try to survive right now. You know what? Here's, you know, I'd love for Kalani to be like, you know, uh, I, that's a really good question. And, uh, you know, really, honestly, we felt like we were playing too well and wanted to, like, slow it down a little bit. So we wanted to maybe not win by as many points. So we thought we'd maybe try some plays that we knew wouldn't work. And so we're going to slow it down a little bit. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, you know, you can, you can always question, you can always question the, uh, the success of a play, but you can't question really the intent of a play. You can hear Kalani's irritation. You can hear his, uh, how, what's the word I'm looking for? You can you can hear kind of his surly nature when he starts getting asked about conferences. Yeah. And I want to play some of this post game because I want BYU fans 
to kind of picture what Kalani's going through and then the questions that came in, because this is one of the first times you kind of see Kalani put his foot down and say, no, I'm not just going to be Mr. Smiles and, and nice guy and happiness here. I'm making calls and doing things that I can win against, that I can do to win against a team that's not, these aren't conference teams. Yeah, yep. This is every week it's something different. I think it was the questions about conferences that started this post-game press conference off on the wrong foot. Here's Kalani getting upset about conference questions. Coach, I asked the players this. Um, you played your whole playing coach most of your career in, in leagues, and you get in November and you're playing for a league championship. Um, is, is it a different vibe when you're independent and, and you get in November? I mean, do you miss... Do you miss that, or or does a night like this against another faith-based school kind of validate the independence thing? I don't know. Do you have a conference for us to go to? Right? I mean, this is what it is. We, we, we love our, our, our opportunity to play at home and play the game of football and, um, you know, play great teams, and the, the teams that are that are give us a, a challenge. And, and uh, I think it's a good – it's a good uh, – it's, it's kind of – it's what it is. It's what we have, you know. And so uh, I love that we have guys that just are ready to compete no matter what and don't have to worry about that stuff. So this is uh, more of an administration question, but I'm telling you, our guys are ready to play regardless of who the opponent is and and uh, I, I got to do a better job of making sure that, they, that I get the best out of our guys and get the most out of them and so that's that's what I'm trying to focus on but yeah these guys they're they're, they're competitors they're, they'll be ready it doesn't matter who they face I mean the Chicago Bears could show up next week and they'll play their, their butts off so I'm proud of them would you prefer to be in the conference just you and coach this is really not a question that really matters right now. I, 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 if you can get me a, a big-time conference, then, then you can formulate one. It seems like you have something planned, so let's go, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean, I, that's, you know, we, we're just, we just love representing BYU. We love being able to play this game. And I just want to say that, like, Liberty had a great – that we had a great time playing the game with sportsmanship and class. I thought they did a great job doing that, you know. And it was nice to share the field and, and, and have a word of prayer in the middle of the field with them. I thought that was something really special. And, Having two teams that are based on, and two schools based on on on, uh, on the religious, you know, on, on Christian values and everything, and I thought it was really cool, good competition, and I think they have a really good coach and a really good uh, staff and their fan base as well. So, looking forward to seeing what Liberty can do, and and really oper- uh, just uh, honored that we can uh, share the field with them. So, was that, was that, was that you, you, you think plays have helped you a lot this season? Do you think there might come a time where they, you just go to the well too often? No. I like trick plays. So, was that prayer? What do you mean? Like, you, you don't do the fake field goal, and what else did you not like? The double reverse It's all right. It's okay. You guys want us to be aggressive, and now you're, you're Jay, you're killing me. Talking out both sides of your mouth here now, right? So then it's like, where's next week? Where's all the trick plays? How come there's no trick plays? Come on, man. This guy do for a touchdown. That's a great job. All right. I know you're doing your job. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, hey, there's. We, we have a lot of things that we can do, and I'm looking forward to executing at a high level, and that means strict plays and regular plays and all that stuff. So everyone should be ready for everything when they defend us. Okay, cool. I was just going to ask about that prayer. Was that mm-hmm. planned before the game, or was that something that you did with the coaches? <laughs> I love looking at your face during some of this stuff. So, this is why you can't go into coaching. You can't. Why do can't I picture do, the the Britney Spears confused look? Oh no, it's more the uh, 
it's more the Quinn Snyder death stare. <laughs> this whole thing's a mess, man. I, I don't know. There's, I guess, I don't. From what I understand, this was some other conference reporter that was in there. Guy asking, from San Diego State, or or somebody from San Diego, I guess. I guess something yeah. like that, and. Yeah, he had an agenda, and I could tell that that kind of kicked things off going the wrong way. And then, you know, the questions about the trick plays and the gadgets, and sometimes those things fall apart, but you prepare for those all week. And so when they're called up, uh, whether a guy executes it the right way, it's the same if you're running a, just a, a a downhill draw or some type of dive. Scotty, sometimes the interior guard misses his read assignment and picks up the outside linebacker instead of the mic on the backside. And yep. you, you do something dumb that you shouldn't do and things fall apart. But nobody looks at that and is like, okay, on that dive play, do you regret calling that because it – only went for one yard or it was a two yard loss or and it's like you pray you prepare for these things and these guys are trying to put things together because it's they don't have their offensive line yeah you know i was talking about this the other day their offensive line is depleted they've lost tristan hodge they've lost Kiefer longson they lost thomas Schof. uh they they're going through all kinds of injuries up front they, they lost Tyson Williams. They don't have a downhill back that they feel really comfortable with between tackles. And so they're just trying to figure things out. And I, I can see why the frustration is, is bubbling up. And then the other thing I'll say is, he, Kalani's a big boy. Just let him get through his press conference. If there's more questions that need to be asked, let the questions be asked. You don't need to cut off the press conference just because Kalani's getting a little bubbly. Let the, let the questions be asked and let him handle his business. He's a grown man, and he's a big boy, and he can answer those questions, and he can get through that press conference. The, oh, last question. Wait, 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 wait. We see him getting upset. We don't let the, guy, let the guy be a head coach at the NCAA level. I just and, – and by the way, I agree with everything you're saying. I just – and Will Snowden's with us now. And, Will, I just I, – I think the thought of Hans Olsen being a coach and taking questions like that – He'd be. He, uh, I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Just for his facial expressions alone, <laughs> Dude, it, it, it wouldn't go well, man. I'd be the Herm Edwards of college. Well, yeah, I guess it, he is in college now. But it's yeah. funny. I wish that uh, I was hoping Kalani would say you. You call the plays to win the game. <laughs> That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to win football games, and he's trying to entertain a, a fan base that is used to being highly entertained offensively as well. Yeah. I mean, so that's one of the things that. You know, we have to realize that I think some of the things that he's drawn up, it's, it's really fun and exciting. And, and, and effective. It's, and it's effective, yeah. Well, uh, the, the B, B, Boise State, Utah State, Liberty, they, they scored on, on trick gadget, gadgetry plays. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's fun to watch. And it's very hard to defend. No, no, I mean, it's very hard to defend. No one, you usually don't spend your weeks defensively prepping for trick plays, right? All of these things are set up. Every trick play is set up off of something that you do, right? You have the toss pass. You have the reverse pass. You have all of these. You have the flea flickers. You have those things, and it's all set up off of you run a regular reverse. Then you pitch the ball to the quarterback. You, you Well, I mean, look just, at the Micah Simon usage before the Micah Simon throw downfield for the touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a real simple concept. Look so. at how much usage, the quick slants, the quick underneath touchdown that came to Micah Simon, yeah. and, and the streak that Micah ran for a 35-yard gain. And then all of a sudden, Micah grabs it on the outside, Bushman runs the seam, 
and it's really nice. And, I mean, it's a touchdown. I mean, we talked about how Utah State looks slow against BYU. Well, if everybody's lining up and running forties, they're probably around the same. But B, but Utah State looks slow because they they got their head on a swivel. Like yeah. they've already hit us with a double reverse pass. They've hit us with a reverse. They've hit it, and and it slows you down because you don't know what's coming at you. And, and, but but I've got to stop you there, Scotty. Brigham Young University football is not faster than anyone in the whole country. Sorry, we're not. That's 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 not our our mo. Our mo yeah. is that we have burners out there. That's not it. Doesn't mean you can't win. But we we're not a team known for speed. So I guarantee you, if we if Utah. State had to pick their fastest four dudes to run a four by one hundred meter against our fastest four dude. My money would be on Utah State. They're faster. You think Utah State has more speed? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I think they're, they're on the perimeter. Yeah, they're they're faster. Uh, I, I'm, they are faster. But you know, I was just referencing the conversation but, but we yeah. had that Utah State defensively looked like they were running in mud, and I think a lot of it is because of how. You know, engine. You know how creative BYU is being on off, on offense. Yeah, and, and that's just the truth. I mean, you have to, and I think that Kalani understands that, and that's one of the things that uh, that's one of the things that BYU does also defensively that frustrates people. You know, you watch a lot of football and you see a lot of man coverage, cover zero. You know, two man where you're lining up your corners and safeties and bringing in a nickel and just locking up the receivers on the other team. BYU rarely does that, and that's one of the things that fans have been a little bit frustrated. Uh, my Myself as well, looking at it, saying, well, "Well, let's play a little bit more man coverage instead of just playing zone and standing, staying over the top of our receivers." But I understand the coach's concept is, "No, it will." We're a little bit concerned about how much team speed we have, and we don't. And a lot of teams have guys who can catch a slant and take it eighty. We aren't really built that way offensively, where we have a guy that we just stick a slant to, and he and he's and he really can take it eighty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he folds that kind of explosive guy um, who who has big play ability. But everyone else is kind of possession guys right now. They can make good plays, but usually they're not going to just break out. And, you know, I I don't see Dax or um, Romney as real speed, stretch the field, catch the ball, and get lost and get gone. You know Kalani as well, if not better than anybody will. And you heard the irritation started to boil and started to bubble and gained some momentum. And it almost feels like there might be more behind his irritation. Is there is there more than we than we know, or than what we see behind just kind of his level of impatience, his level of irritation? Um, there's a lot more to it. Obviously, it, it's just a lot of pressure. I mean, Kalani has dealt with this with class, with you know, with the way that he does. But I was really actually uh, watching the presser after the game while I was doing the uh, the post. I'm thinking. Whoa, Kalani is... He he's kind of a little fed up. I mean, and finally he's actually showing that 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 know what this is. You know, stop asking me these stupid questions. <laughs> and, and and that and that's also entertaining, and it's good to see his passion about his young men and what he's doing. And one of the things they asked him is, you know, uh, I can't remember the question, but he said because I because basically because I wanted to, right? yeah, and and and. That makes sense to me. You're the head coach. Your job is to win games. You just won a game. And I ask you, well, why did you call this play? Because I wanted to. Because I thought the reason I called it is because you played to win the game. And he thought that would help them win the game, not lose the game. That's why he made that call. And it's funny. Everyone, it's really easy to sit home and, and attack call, play calls. Um, 
when you don't understand what the flow is that you're trying to create. So when he went to the like when Kalani went to the uh, scrum package, when if you go to scrum, there's a reason you're going to scrum. First off, it might not be to get eight yards. That's not my goal. My goal isn't to get eight yards. But what I is my goal is I'm probably going to go scrum here, take a look and see if we can break something. But I expect to get two or three yards or four yards from this scrum. Yeah. Now I'm at a third and four or fourth and four. I don't remember what it would have been. And now I'm in position that I can bring my offense back in the game or I can run another scrum and make it fourth and one. And I already know that I'm going for it on fourth down or I have a boot. I have something off of that scrum that's a trick or or something that no one's ever seen before. That's probably going to go to the house. So people have to understand a whole when you call a game offensively, you're trying to set something up mm-hmm. always everything off i mean play action is set up by running the ball right are all the different rpo stuff is set up so you can run it pass it or or take off and you know do your thing so mm-hmm. it's it just it, it is funny and i think that's where Kalani is there's a lot of frustration um he's having a hard time dealing with a lot of criticism all the time on everything and i do think he has pressure to score a lot of points because brigham young is known as a squirrel that QBU, we've thrown the ball around. That's how we made our our bones in this business, right? You know, you have all the great quarterbacks who've played there, and the reality is, you know, I think Kalani is is trying to answer to keep us happy that way as well. It's a tough gig. I want to emphasize it's one of the hardest jobs in the country, honestly. Yeah, in my opinion, it is. I think there are two really hard jobs: being the athletic director at BYU and being the head football coach at BYU. Yeah, I want to emphasize these comments. I want people to really pay attention to this because. This this is one thing I, I feel like Kalani's dealing with and has said nothing about and has said nothing about to me. He never complains to me. No. Um, but this is something I see. This is a, a, a guy on the outside watching it. So last year, Kalani makes it to the Idaho Potato Bowl yeah. and plays Western Michigan. Yes. Western Michigan has a head coach named Tim Lester. And Western Michigan's just kind of, they're so-so. And yeah. they, they get wins and they, they get pretty, losses. a pretty decent year. Pretty decent year. Well, going into that bowl, there was a big publicized event of AD and Tim Lester and Western Michigan. Well, he gets a big giant contract extension, and he had two years left on his contract. Well, what does Kalani do? He goes in and beats Tim Lester in that bowl game has two years left on his contract, and there's no extension. Now you watch Western Michigan, and this year, they're okay. They lost to Michigan State 51-17. to They lost to Syracuse 52-33. to They also lost to Toledo. They lost to Eastern Michigan. They've, lost, you know, they've got some ugly losses on their schedule, but that coach is extended. And, and this is just one sample. There was like 30-some-odd coaches that were extended last year that had two, con- or two years left on their contract. So Kalani's watching all of these middle-of-the-pack yeah. coaches that... And, uh, and he put it on Western Michigan, too, in that bowl game. Put it on them. spanked them. Yeah. Just spanked them beautifully. And, okay. And so, so that's so where a lot, put, a lot of frustration is coming. Put yourself in, the, in those shoes. When you feel unappreciated... And also, when it's a really tough gig being the head coach at Brigham Young University because we do expect a lot from our football program, right? We expect big wins consistently. We expect big bowls consistently. And and, and we can say whatever we want. That's what the fan base wants to see because you've seen it for – for a long time, right? You've seen a lot of success. Now, yes, things have changed drastically and majorly down at BYU. Um, and I think that you felt that. I, I heard that from Kalani, like, man, this get, I mean, 
I'm tired of it. Obviously, he should be extended. Obviously, he has not been extended. And I'm going to say it. I don't think they're going to extend Kalani. I don't think they're going to extend Kalani. That's, I'm going to say, put that out there to, to shock everyone because it is obvious we are on a, they're on a three-game winning streak. You, 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 you're, you're now, what's, what's the record, 5-4? and four? Yeah, they're 5-4. Five 5-4, and, four, uh, five and four. yeah, 5-4 and four with, with, wait, no, we have to beat 5-4. Yeah, 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 because you got three more left. Three more left, right? 5-4, yep. and four, he should finish. 8-4. and 8-4, and four. there's a good chance. Now, now I'm not going to just count out San Diego State. They should be able to take care of UMass. They should be able to take care of Idaho State with ease and smack those boys, but but this San Diego State team is very dangerous, very physical, and uh, they will cause problems for BYU. But there is no reason at all that Kalani is not extended. So my new thing is, they're probably not going to extend him. Do I agree with that? Of course not. He should why already wouldn't be, he be by he, now? Why are you not extending him by now? Now, I do... Uh, now, I mean, I can talk about a lot of things that make me think, well, why is he not extended? Maybe because if you look at the schedule next year, we um, maybe the, the powers that are B are saying, man, that's going to be a really tough schedule to win with. I mean, it's just really tough to play week in and week out juggernauts um, with the depth that we have with where we are in recruiting. Um, so maybe it's just, you know, the fans are going to be so upset by some losses that could come next year. Maybe there's fear running this, like, hey, you know what, we're just nervous and, and it's not going to be a good look because we're probably going to struggle next year because the schedule that we're going to play is absolutely just a really, really, really tough schedule that's hard to even guarantee six victories. It is very hard to guarantee that BYU can go win six games next year. So maybe they're, they're saying, you know what, we just had to let him coach it all out um, because I think that the fans will be really upset because there might be some tough losses coming, but I think it's all being moved on fear. So I'm going to say it will snow says Kalani Sataki should have already been extended. He's the best person for the job. I'll always support, support BYU football. I'm a BYU guy, graduated from there, but I am fired up. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's silly. It just, you have to give him the security. And I'll tell you in the business that I'm in, I talk to recruits every single day. And if you don't think they're concerned that Kalani, they don't know what's going to happen with their coach that's recruited them, that is loved, beloved by his players, come on, man, this is just silly. All right, we're going to talk more about this, too, because there's a couple different angles to this. Because I think Tom comes in, I think I, I think Tom has to give him something. I think it'll be uh, years, I think, is where it's going to be really interesting. Would Kalani accept a one-year extension? You know, You know, maybe Tom tries to work his way through it in terms of years that he offers in that extension. Uh, and can that help? We'll talk more about that coming up uh, in a bit. We're live here at Tim Daly Infinity, uh, just off uh, 4500 South Exit. Real easy to find here on State Street. Come by and hang out with us. We'll be here until uh, 3 o'clock. All right, Hans and Scotty right here on the Zone Sports Network. Hey, remember, Verizon XO customers, if you're recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. 385-420-7881. That's 385-420-7881. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Bears-Lions, we're just watching this and having a good time. Couple of rows in front of us, though. There's this big old shoving match going on, people trying to hold people back. Bears fan is absolutely trying to cause problems. He walks up, I'm videoing, he lunges out and nabs my phone. He takes it clean out of my hand. I grab his other arm, yank him right down over the seat. I'm about ready to put him in a headlock. And he's like, whoa! Holding him down was then going to try to get my phone out of his hand. Did not throw a punch, did not put him 
him in a chokehold. Security officer immediately gets over there and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Give him his phone. Give him his phone. And then he got up and, and we left. I believe the violence is never the answer. Uh-huh. You know, that's us Titans fans. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty, the zone and the zone sports network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, thanks for making this part of your day. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm a little disappointed. I thought we'd see. I thought I'd see more stuff on here. I'm just looking through the Disney Plus website. I'm a little disappointed. Well, it's okay, buddy. Oh, uh, and Hans is debating on whether or not to sign up for Disney Plus. And I don't like the selection. I think it could be. Well, I, I did a search. I on thought there. it'd be like all the Disney movies and there's like not a lot it's there. It's not all the Disney movies. No, there's some. It's, what a scam. I looked to see if they've got the world's greatest athlete, which was one of my all time favorite movies. And they don't have that. On. They do have Fox and the Hound. You can hear your wedding song. Yeah. No, I love I love Fox and the Hound. Me too. What a classic. That's yeah, a great movie. And they do have. I mentioned that they do have Willow. Uh, I looked, and they've got Blackbeard's ghost. Willow. <laughs> All right, BYU. So I want to get back to this Kalani thing because I think it's interesting. So um, what if Tom Homo said, I will add a year onto the contract? Bye-bye. That's a slap in the face, man. I know. I'm just saying, like, but I mean, they haven't I, extended I, I, it. And listen, I, I love Tom, and, and, and I know it's a tough situation that, that's created down there. I mean, you, you're about to. How much control does he have? Tom? Yeah. A, a lot. I think he has a lot of control. I mean, but still, I think he has a lot more control than Kalani. Right, I mean, I think that he has a good amount of control, but there's a lot of people it, to answer to. Okay, but like this it, organization, it's not like after the Boise State win. It's not like Tom could wake up that morning and be like, you know what, we've been debating this. We've got the pros, the cons, and today's the day we've got to enact this. This we've got to make an announcement to get in front of recruiting and to show him support so he can finish out the three games strong and feel like we've got confidence in him and and then he can retool and get and gear up and get ready for the bowl game and. Think about what type of confidence that would infuse if they came forward on their three-year extension. You've got four years left. Yeah, I mean, that's that's big. And obviously that would give a lot of confidence in, to the Kalani. But, the but, rest, but, but that's not the – that's just not the facts, right? He can't wake up and say, today's the day, it's done, let's get this done. I, I think he could lead the charge in that. I, I really do think he has that okay. power. I think he can lead the charge, and I don't think he would just, say, just do it. I think he'd make the calls and say, listen, boom, 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 and boom. This is why we have to get this guy taken care of. And I think the people would say, Tom, we trust you. Let's go ahead and roll. Um, 
there, there's a lot in in this, and you know, there's a lot of pressure it, it, at this job. I mean, uh, the question is, can you can Kalani stay and keep his staff, or do people have to be fired? Are there people that Tom is saying, hey, you, there needs to be changes? So for you for this to work out, you've got to make these changes, these changes, and these changes. Maybe Kalani has, has not made the changes that he wanted. I mean, there's so many things, hands that go into this. So we've got to see how it plays. But once again, is Kalani going to extended i don't know do i think he believe deserves to be extended yes do i think it's because he's one of my best friends no it's not because he's one of my best friends and i believe in him it's because i do believe in him and his vision his love for byu and his ability as a football coach to lead men on the football field and off of the football field that's why he should be extended but the big concern is will he be extended right now I'm sitting here thinking I don't think they're going to extend, extend Kalani but what I do know hands is Kalani will never have a problem at all making a lot of money as a football coach at the college level or the NFL level yeah. I know for a fact he's contacted all the time his agent agent is contacted all the time there's not a school in the country that would not be interested in bringing Kalani Sataki onto their staff at some level, even head coaching positions. And I agree with that. I've got another thought because you, you just mentioned something, and I want to revert back to my experience with Jim Mora. He was the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts my rookie year. And so he was my head coach. At the end of that year, ownership came to him and said, we need you – to make a change, fire out your entire defensive coordinator your, or your entire defensive staff, which was Vic Fangio, by the way, at the time, Scotty. Yeah, I know. And and it included it included Tom Grant, uh, Todd Grantham, and a, and a bunch of others. And Jim Moore said, "No." And they're like, "No, you you've got to make defensive changes, or you're gone." And he said, "Then I'm gone." And and he would not commit to making changes. Do you think that there are changes? that Tom Homo wants that Kalani might not be willing to make? Fair question. And uh, I'm sure, I mean, Tom has to, so being the AD, you have to check the pulse of so many people, right? You have to check the pulse of the fans. You have to check the pulse of the boosters. You have to check the pulse of the players. Um, there's so many people to check to make sure. And so you, you start hearing, uh, you know, there's been a lot of, I mean, uh, us included have been a little aggressive on the defensive play calling this year. Yeah. People haven't liked the three-man front. They haven't liked the pressures that haven't gotten there. They haven't liked the drop eight. So so I, I'm thinking that there's probably been some questions asked uh, to Kalani about um, scheme and, and, and people are, who, who he's hired and put in positions of power. Um, and maybe Kalani has fought that battle, and maybe that might be why he's not extended. I, I'm not going to go any further, but yes, I do think those pressures come, but it comes from several different directions. You have to look at the boosters. Are they happy with what Kalani's done? You have to look at the uh, fans. Are they happy with what Kalani's done? You have to look at the players. Do they love Kalani? Do they compete with, compete, uh, compete consistently each week for him? And I don't know the answer to the boosters. Right? Scott, you work closely with a lot of boosters. How do you think they'd feel about Kalani? I think the ones that know him, love him. The ones that don't have a good relationship with him are probably... Uh, probably on saying the, they want more. They want more. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I I have a hard time. And I don't know. Maybe I'm being naive here, but I'm, I have a hard time imagining 
a high-level booster for BYU, seeing a team go on a six-game winning streak, winning uh, games against nationally ranked teams, and let's say they go. Let's say they beat San Diego State. Let's say they go to Hawaii, play Hawaii, and beat Hawaii. Nine and four. It's That's seven, nine and four. You seven can't. straight. You don't fire a guy at nine. You extend him. But you extend him for. But but the extension has to not be a slap in your face. Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? I mean, so they, what's the year total? With three is not a slap in the face, right? No, because no. that gives him four. So him what four. if he gives him two? We're not bought in. I mean, I mean that means we're uh, here's, yeah. the, here's we're, we're, the thing. If I'm Kalani, you need to extend me past the 2020 and the 2021 schedules that you built. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I agree. I'm not just going to go in and coach these two schedules that you built, knowing that those two schedules are extremely brutal. Yeah. I just and the other point that Tom's talking about being stuck in a rock and hard place, his pool of candidates is very very small. So let's say Will Snowden is a coaching candidate. And, and and is doing great things. He's the head, you know. He's a member of the LDS religion. He's uh, a head coach of a very successful FCS school or a high level coordinator at a Power Five school. You know, I'm just kind of pulling stuff out here. And sounds like me. Sounds like what it would be. And <laughs> and Kalani just uh, Kalani stepped down because he didn't get a contract extension or he was. At, you know he's no longer at BYU after a nine and four season, winning six games in a row to end the season. And they go, "Will, we love what you've done at Joe Schmuckatelli State University. We 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 want you to be a part of this program. We feel this is a great fit." And you're like, "Okay, well, you didn't give an extension to a guy who just went nine and four. I don't feel c- like that's not an appealing job to me. I mean, doesn't it doesn't that scare off potential candidates?" Well, you know, a little bit, but but this is one of the things. Being a head coach at this level, at the FBS level, pretty much solidifies your life. It's hard. You're never. You're all there. Ever, there is such a need. Nobody can take that off your resume. They can never take it off your resume. Yeah. And there's such a need for that experience on every level of coaching, right? So. Yes, it does. It's a concern, but it makes it kind of these things where it's kind of a money grab. Where it's just the money. Well, you know, they're going to pay me more than what I was making over here. And, yeah, it's a tough situation for me. Um, but I will have that HC on I my re- resume. It. I have to take it. And you take it and you do the best you can. You get there and you realize, oh, things are a little bit different than I thought they might but, be. But what about a guy like Jay Hill who's got it on his resume as a Weber State head coach and might have a a, a, one or two different opportunities. Without a doubt. Now, someone like Jay Hill, whose name is obviously in a lot of mouths, who can go coach a lot of different places, I think that he would actually weigh it quite a bit. Um, but there is no question that, you know, you guys know how much I love Jay Hill and what I, I believe in Jay Hill majorly. Yeah. There is no question. I believe he is a great coach, a great human being, um, an unbelievable leader. Um, same like Kalani. I mean, these guys are all kind of. They're from the same tree. Yeah, I mean, so my, my point is, real deal coach, and BYU would be, if they had someone like Jay Hill, it would be great. But Jay Hill, what he's doing here, he's lined himself up to, to compete for a national championship the last two years. The last two years, Jay has been one game away from the semi or maybe once in the semi and one other game in the the, the game that he was he's, he's taking his team yeah. to respectable respectable levels people are taking notice to what Jay Hill does and so would it be an easy get for BYU is he a BYU guy no he's a I mean I mean 
No. So it's just an interesting situation that they're in. Um, but I understand where Tom is, where you got to strike while the iron's hot. And if you think there's a young coach out there that might be able to bring some extra entertainment, some extra insight, some extra wins, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's thinking we've got maybe have to take advantage of that. So, so, Scotty, to your point, if I'm Jay, so if I'm Morgan, it goes to what yes. Will was talking about. I need to get the head coaching, the Division One. FBS level head coaching label on my resume. And so that might be more appealing to Morgan. If I'm Jay Hill, I'm looking at it and I am th- I'm taking that into consideration. Even if they lost to San Diego State, went to the Hawaii Bowl, played Hawaii and beat Hawaii, you'd be 3 and 1 against the four best teams in the Mount West Conference, a conference that might be actually fighting for a G5 spot. A, I mean a, a New Year's 6 spot. A New Year's 6 spot. Yep. And and also, and you may have just beaten the team that is in the New Year's Six, and also a conference that that might be looking for a new head coach or yep. or a defensive coordinator, and that guy right now is floating as a lame duck in his final year. If I'm Jay Hill, I look at that and I'm like, man, <laughs> that's good. I don't know, man. That's so. What kind of commitment I'm getting? Well, we're going to give you a five year contract. Well, how, that's didn't work out for Kalani. Well, I mean, he's. He's doing what he just beat two of the three rivals that you got listed. Yeah. Well, but he's he's lost four years to Utah. Well, Bronco lost five years. To, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, so you start breaking it down. Yeah, it, it's concerning. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I agree with you, and I and, and the the picture you're painting is beautiful, and I've thought about it several times. And without so much respect for Jay Hill and and all of these coaches in state, this state is so blessed with really good coaches. I mean, at every level at, in this state, I love all the head coaches. And Demario's getting his tail whooped right now, and I know he's working on fixing those things. But there's really coaches here who care about their players, and they can coach the game. Jay Hill is special. Um, I can understand where where Tom would have maybe hey his eyes really wide open. Morgan Scally is special, and I can understand why Tom might have his eyes open. And sometimes you know you 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 can get caught up with the grass being greener, and. Um, even as a coach, an AD, you start thinking the grass is going to be greener. Fans, we think that all the time. We start, you know, I mean, you, you you see the cesspool of Twitter attacking every play call, defensively, offensively, attacking young players. I mean, this world is just absolutely nuts. I'm just strapping on my seatbelt, gentlemen, and I'm going to see what happens. But right now, I believe he should be extended. I don't think they're going to extend Kalani. And I think it's one of the biggest jokes and catastrophes in BYU history. Well, that's the writing that's on the wall, man. All right, 149, Hans and Scotty live here at Tim Daly Infinity. For love for you to come by here. Forever warranty is yours on any of these new infinities. I love this program, man. Imagine an opportunity to have one of these beautiful infinities in your garage for 10 years. And eight years from now, nine years from now, 200,000 miles down, let's say the engine goes, boom. Guess what? It's covered. Transmission, boom, it's covered. For the life of the vehicle, as long as you own it, and guess how much that's going to cost you? Zero dollars. Free 99. Come down, take advantage of it. Beautiful vehicles. If you've ever thought Infinity might be out of your reach, come down and see what they can do for you. Great lease options, used selection, uh, new vehicles as well. Price to move down here at Tim Daly Infinity, uh, just off that 4500 South exit on State Street. Hans and Scotty, this is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Joined now by Lincoln Kennedy. As you watch the Utes down the stretch, you know, three games, you're always supposed to be improving all that. They got three games till they play Oregon. What do they need to get better at? There's nothing that really stands out other than just doing what they do. As we talked about identity, I think everyone will agree. They run the ball, they play great defense. Well, they've got a great defense, outstanding defense, and they know how to run the ball. And of course, when it comes to putting up points when they have to, they know how to score. So you have a quarterback who's consistent with the program and knows how to march his team down when they need to get points. That's important. I think they're doing everything right. You just have to remain consistent and keep winning football games. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olson, Scott Gerard, thanks for making us part of your day. Coming to you live here at uh, Tim Daly Infinity. Come by, hang out with us. We'd love to be able to chat with you a little bit. And remember, Hans and I will be live at uh, Sound Sleep Medical uh, coming up a little bit later on. So your chance to uh, hang out with us right here on ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. All right, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about. The win against Liberty wasn't style points may not have been as as great as they were against Boise State and Utah State, but at the end of the day, wins a win. You'll take it. Yeah, I mean, we'll take the win. And, and, and listen, I, when, when I, re- I, I I I will say this: BYU took care of business. Listen, we 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 could have won the game by more than what they won. We turned the ball over, made some mistakes. The fumbles were were you know Finau fumbled. Uh, uh, who, the, who, who put the ball in the dirt? I know uh, Finau did. Um, Finau fumbled on the Liberty zone. 20. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also uh, we had the interception. Just some turnovers. Um, the game, but but Liberty, we have to take our hats off to Liberty. I was really impressed with the program where they are. They came in. They gave us a really good shot. They had some good talent over there. I mean, that receiver was getting his money. I mean, he, he was a very, very, he's a big-time receiver. To me, when I evaluate him and look at him, I think he's a top, he's going to, I think he's a top three pick. He's going to go in the top three rounds simply based on his ability to run his route running ability and the stature. He's got the measurements. He looks the part for sure. So I'm interested to see how he does this offseason. Um, but you know, I thought they played a lot tougher. I, I thought we would dominate them a little bit more in the trench hands. And we really didn't. They they showed some real fight. Um, real character. They've been coached well. Um, and, and they saw this as an opportunity to be on a big stage in a big stadium and, and give their best shot and they gave BYU their best shot, and BYU took that shot, got the win, and it's on to the next one. Every single week I say this, winning is hard at every single level. At every level you play at, it's tough, and it's dang sure tough at the college level, um, and BYU took care of business, and that's three straight. Scotty, a lot of times I try to put myself in the shoes of the opposing head coach and, and try to get a grasp of what they're thinking and what they're feeling. Yeah. And if I'm Hugh Freeze and if I'm, you know, Liberty Administration and we're all coming together and preseason, we're looking at this schedule, the one game that you've got circled with bright red marker yeah. is BYU. Yep. 
a like-minded university, an independent university, a university with a ton of prestige. Yeah. And at that point, a university that had racked up a couple of big, impressive wins. One over a 14, number 14 team in Boise State. Yeah. And one against their rival in Utah State. And they're looking at that like, this is a big red circle. This is the game. This is the target. Wait, wait, what's USC? You didn't forget USC? You said Utah State. You said Boise. Well, just those back-to-back wins coming coming into that. Coming into that. But – but yeah, they, I mean, by the you way, you could go back and you could look at those games too. By the way, Liberty has not minced any words. Like BYU is who they want to be. Yeah, they have been very, very outspoken. Jerry Falwell Jr., their their president, is a uh, you know he's very outspoken about that is the university we want to be. That's the athletic program we want to be. Okay, so with that being said, this was their game. Yeah. Now they play Virginia coming up this weekend, and Virginia is solid. And I'm sure that they it would be a really nice national statement to get a win over UVA on the road, which they absolutely won't do. But BYU was circled, emphasized, Coach Freeze, and everybody wanted to come into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and get a win. And they showed it. They showed their motivation. They showed their work ethic. They showed that they do have some absolutely playmakers. Uh, Gandy Golden is spectacular, yeah. and and so the way I look at it was Liberty came in and gave their best game. BYU gave the ball up twice, an interception and a fumble. Put another fumble on the ground. Baylor Romney fumbled, but they, they recovered that. Yeah. Uh, BYU recovered it. So they gave it their best shot. Yeah. Had a chance to win at the end and couldn't overcome a couple of penalties and, and, a, and a really nice defensive play call to get in the backfield on, a, what was it, a second and eight or or something like that. A nice tackle for a loss that put him at third and 17, and then you had the the the, um, the penalty that put him at fourth and 21. They just couldn't get yep. to it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. By the way, I had a good look on that fourth and 21. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he dropped the ball. I mean, that, you got a stud wide receiver who had been catching everything, and that one just, man, if they complete that pass, yeah. you got some nervous people inside that stadium. Hit him right in the hands, yeah. and he was a half yard past the sticks. Yeah, really, really. Uh, what I'm interested to see, Scotty, and hands, um, the recruiting battle that could become BYU and Liberty. The reason I'm saying that is BYU, <clears throat> when they recruit a non-LDS kid, you want to get a kid that has good values, <coughs> same Christian values. Sorry with my cough, guys. Um, I'm interested to see how much these guys might battle where BYU might watch those offers at Liberty, the type of kids that they're recruiting, yeah, and say, okay, well, we should be in that hunt for this kid here, the Gandy Golden type kids and those type of kids um, to compete in that recruiting. I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes because I, I would be watching that wire if I was BYU's coaching staff. Hmm. 97.5, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, it is a Wednesday, which means it's a win ticket Wednesday. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. Tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right. It is time for you to be calling number 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. That's 855-340-ZONE, and you'll win tickets to see the Jazz take on the Golden State Warriors on Friday, November 22nd, all courtesy of your local Ford stores. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone All-You-Can-Eat uh, pass 
and you'll receive unlimited hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, ice cream, and soda. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 for all the free Ford swag, jazz tickets, movie passes, and much, much more. Ice cream of choice, where it's unlimited. Oh, man. What, what do you say, Will? Uh, I usually would probably go with... Um... I really love peanut butter infusion and ice cream. Yeah, you do. I, I do. Mean, and, and, and you've taught me a lot about that, Hansa, yeah. I will say. But I, I would still stick with old... With old with old uh, cookie, uh, no, I'd probably go with the uh, Oreo. The cookies know, and cream. See, that's I think if I'm going for if I'm going for the mass amounts, it'd probably be cookies and cream. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but not this guy. He probably just go peanut butter and just. I just struggle, man. You, you you start to get away from the chocolate base, and then you think you're cheating yourself because you don't you don't like a vanilla base. You like a chocolate base. I love a chocolate base. And see, so, I'm, I'm all about the vanilla base. Me too. I, you listen, I mean. I mean, he'll go. He gets he gets nuts with it. And to me, I I just enjoy. You know, if you can go with the vanilla base, there's so much to add to it. And if yes. you go to the chocolate, it's like a blank base, canvas. Yes. But if you go with the chocolate base, it's like then you start adding chocolate on chocolate on chocolate, and it just gets it can be overwhelming. Hence. I know, man. But the flavors, the peanut butter and, and chocolate, and then you know you throw some like a caramel swirl in there. Well, I, I don't know if what I would go with has really been made and commercialized. <laughs> like, I, I think that have you it had would the, be uh, some type of a soft caramel infusion. Have you had Baskin-Robbins gold medal ribbon? The, it's got that caramel. That It's the really liquidy. Like, it just doesn't harden. I feel like I may have got us down this path. And, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know and I'm not asking for cups either. Like, I'm not asking for, like, chocolate peanut butter cups. What do you I'm, go for? I'm asking for, like, a, like a, pe- like a stripe of peanut butter like infusion. The, the vein? Yes, yeah. the vein of peanut butter. Yep. And then a vein of, of that kind of more liquid, soft caramel in a... <laughs> In a chocolate base. That's what I'm looking for. You know what we had the other day I thought was interesting? It was a vanilla base and had a, a vein of like of of a, of a root beer flavored um, syrup in it. And it was a actually, syrup? Yeah. Not, not like a... Well, like, not like a... What do you call it? Like, not like a jam, but it kind of has that texture of a jam. But it tasted like root beer. It was a root beer float flavored ice cream. Hmm. Wow. That doesn't sound bad. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. All right, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We continue on with your Cougar Preview Show. Hey, remember to join us coming up on Monday, November 18th from noon to 3 at My Hearing Center in Sandy, 8941 South, 700 East, Suite 204. Always love hanging out with Enoch and the crew out there. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.